three, two, one. Hello and welcome everyone to the No Outlet Podcast. October is no longer sober. It's November and we're here to do a sober October recap. It's a rap party slash not sober November with a question mark next to it. Yeah, a little bit of mystery there, folks. So on the show, as always, is my faithful band of uh, abstainers. Um, and I'm very excited to have done this with you all. And I'm excited to hear what this has meant to each of you. Um, you know, the, the personal development you might have been able to see, some insight you might have gotten, you know, just kind of a recap of the whole experience for you. And then what's next? Are you ditching it completely? Are you going to hang on to some of it? What's the story, Morning Glory? And to start things off, my good friend, Amelia Jewell. <laughs> yes, hi, good friend, Ethan. Um, so thank you, first of all, for having us on this podcast oh, <laughs> for the last month. Um, it has been, as a lot of people call it, hashtag journey. Um I started off having a really hard time with the coffee thing, and soon it became a non-issue for me. And now, here I sit, four and a half weeks later, and I haven't even had a full cup of coffee in the month of November still. Damn. So Wow. Yeah. I didn't really want to rush back in to it because I was feeling really good without coffee. So I haven't, and I've kind of listened to my body. And we have only had a small well I have only had a small glass of wine and then I that's it and now I don't really have really much interest in either of them as much as I used to which is fascinating um and my my whole body is almost just doesn't even crave it at all that is awesome wow is so cool yeah it's very interesting I've never had some I've never kind of felt this way so that's cool and then um just continuing the hikes with mass and just focusing on what i'm consuming um i feel really good and moving forward i think i'm just going to continue to listen to my body and if i wake up and really want a cup of coffee i'll have one but since uh i don't really want one every morning i'm not gonna make it my routine anymore wow I dig that. That is that is so cool, Amelia. Let's have a round of applause, honestly. A sincere round of applause. I love that shit. Um, all right. All the things I love about it. First of all, I think the the hardest thing would be for me to do this is coffee. I couldn't do it. So the fact that you did it and you're still doing it is so impressive. The fact you're getting physically fit, so impressive. And the whole liquor not wanting it, I think that's really interesting because there's something about that with salt and sugar, too. Like, if you if you... All mm-hmm. of a sudden, start taking in a ton of salt and or sugar. Your body gets used to it, starts craving it, wants it, and you almost have to like, like a heroin addict would. You have to like go off of it and get it out of your system. Really? And then once yeah. it's out of your system, yeah. then it's almost like that. Then you've almost got like this repulsion towards it. Like, oh my god, no, I don't want that in my body because I know what it does. Yeah. And it's almost like you've got that with liquor now. Uh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you. That's awesome. Nice job. Um, Thank you. And and your your good friend and roommate Matthew Linder, Matt. What what My say you? Friend and roommate. That's right. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of stupid things, white people say. <laughs> <laughs> you can't write um, your own material. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so I would say that this uh, experience was definitely one of the most transformative experiences of my life. Um, wow. I think I think that if nothing else, just the perspective that it offered me uh, on a variety of vices that I would use the word addiction that I am and or slash was someone addicted to mm-hmm. and dependent on. Um, that perspective is invaluable. And so, first of all, that's part of the transformative piece of it. It's also just a feeling of immense pride uh, around the willpower that we were able to have. And I really don't know if um, I would have, you know, done it slash taken it seriously if we weren't all doing it together. So I, I do appreciate this group and, and the support and no judgment that I felt uh, from the group has been pretty fantastic. Um, as we move into November, uh, you know, um, I immediately started to drink coffee again, which uh, I am glad to be doing. Uh, but I will say that the, you know, ups and downs that coffee brings, I'm now feeling again. And I had sort of just felt like that was the way life was, was that sort of 2 p.m. lull and you just kind of dealt with it. But I realized a couple of days ago that I didn't feel that the entire month of October. So I'm struggling a little bit because I love coffee and I want to drink it, but I also am now feeling the effects that it has on my body that are negative. So mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep drinking coffee, but I'm going to at least you'll be aware of it now, which is a really interesting feeling. Yep. Um, in, in terms of the other vices, uh, the only other one that I integrated back in was drinking. And, you know, I think it was the second night, as Amelia said, we had a glass of wine, and I immediately wanted a second glass of wine. And had yep. And immediately. And, it, and that was um, pretty fucking scary, to be honest with you. Mm. But I, like, just to, like, understand that whatever the hell the relief was that I got it, that I got from that first glass of wine and I mentally I wanted it again so badly. Like I hate that shit. And so, you know, I had a beer the next night or a couple beers and decided that I can't, I, I need to do at least another month of not drinking. So, um, it, so basically coffee is the only thing that I'm integrating back in and I'm going to watch that, but everything else that I abstained from last month, I will continue to abstain from this month because I don't want to feel like I need to be dependent on. Mm. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Impressive. Wow. That is really impressive. Yeah. I mean, where to start with that one? I mean, first of all, the fact that you're able to, I mean, you know, the whole idea of, oh, moderation is the key. But then you tried that, right? Like went into it after a whole month of dedicating to not doing it. And then you're like, okay, I'll, I, I'll try the moderation route. And then you were able to recognize that the pull towards that second glass was so strong that there is danger there, that there is potential, yeah. you know, there, there's a potential problem that needs to be at least monitored, you know, and you were smart enough to say, well, I, I think I need a little bit more time in the penalty box. Yeah. And I think that that right. is, honestly, yeah. I think that's probably the coolest thing that I can think of coming out of an exercise like this is, is being able to not only take a step back and pause and refocus, but then also have the ability to change direction when something starts to happen. Like, I think that is fucking dope as shit. Yeah. That perspective is not something that I was able to even understand before. Right. And now um, I'm just aware of how these things are affecting me in a way that, I mean, it did been 20 years. Probably, right with some of the stuff, just constant usage 
and I had no perspective. And now I mm-hmm. so, uh, but I do need to fucking exercise. I can tell you that. <laughs> so on, the, uh, on the addition part of my October, October, I definitely did not uh, do that. And I um, very much want to. I'm not beating myself up about it, but I think that if I can add in some more regular exercise, I'm just going to feel like a million bucks. So that's my goal for this month as well. Nice. Love it. Good stuff. Very nice. Job. Both of you. Yeah. Agree. Um, Matt, can I ask you, um, how much coffee were you drinking a day before October? Good question. So I was probably having on average like four full cups of coffee a day. Oh, okay. Like throughout the day? Say that again. I'm sorry. Throughout the day or just all in the morning like banging it back? No, throughout the day. And it wasn't like they weren't four full cups. I was having just like tons of, like I would make a pot at work or whatever and just constantly be drinking it. Yeah. And I also think that, you know, without getting into too much detail, I was compensating with things that were bringing me down with coffee yeah. when I needed to. So it was like this constant roller coaster of up, mm-hmm. and, up, up and down. And like that, you know, so, so now, you know, I would say that Coffee is the same thing. I had one cup of coffee. I was like, I'm going to do one cup of coffee in the month of November, and I had already failed at that, right? So the last two days, I've had two cups, and I want more. And so I guess part of what I'm saying to myself is, okay, like, I can't – if I'm going to do that with coffee and, and say, you know what, Matt, give yourself a break, like, like play around with coffee a little bit, I can't be doing that with other substances at the same time, i.e. alcohol. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to uh, – to do that with coffee, but I, I need to set more boundaries, which is part of why I'm pulling back on everything else. Gotcha. Okay. That's kind of what I'm at. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. It's impressive. It really is impressive. And I would just say, I would substitute the word fail. You choose the word fail. I think that's a bad word. I think it's just a course correction. That's all. It's not a fail. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's yeah, that's true. I like that too. Yeah. Well, and let's see, you know, if in two weeks I'm back to four or five cups of coffee, then it's, you know, I'm, then I'll need to take another look at it, right? And be like, because I, I really, I would love to be somebody that can do these things in moderation. I just don't know. It's been so long of regular usage. I think I need more than a month before I can really be able to regulate it in any way that's healthy. So we'll see. Yeah. It's going to be yep. one step at a time. One step at a time. That's right. Awesome. Good for you. Yeah, that's great. Um, all right. Noah Jewell, um, you sent a text earlier tonight. Um, it was actually what they call a meme. You sent over a meme, or it might have been a. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it says, I have a huge announcement. And um, obviously, that was meant to build intrigue. And I think it was mission accomplished because I'm curious. Uh, you don't have to just come right out with a big announcement, but I am interested in hearing it and everything else you have to say about the last month and what's happening now. Yes. Yeah. Well, the last month, uh, has been a crazy month in general. Um, and I think that something I've been focusing on for the past couple of years has kind of come to a C, uh, in the past month. Um, and the same route that I took with quitting alcohol and the reasons that I did that, uh, and being able to completely remove that from my life. Um, I'm going to do that with cannabis uh, for the foreseeable future. 
and see what that does because I really enjoyed doing that in October and watching my usage and everything, even when I did have those little tasting of edibles here and there at work. Um, having a sustained like two weeks, three weeks without it and then having a little bit, I realized I didn't really like it as much as I thought I did. Uh, kind of the same, I don't want to repeat everything that Matt said, but like the regular usage and everything for so long has blurred uh, what I thought was the right thing to do. You know, I, I was definitely lying to myself a lot about a lot of different things. So I'm going to just sustain from everything really and just, and just go sober, sober um, and focus on a lot of other stuff uh, in my life besides putting so much time into, uh, devices that I was doing to kind of get away from the things that I, you know, actually want to focus on, which is so ironic in a way, but that's where I'm at right now. Okay. Um, could you please pass the microphone to Noah? Because, um, this does not sound like Noah. (laughs) That is, that is, that is unbelievable. That's probably the, how do I say this? I think of I've I've known you for a long time. I've known you for as long as you've uh, been on this planet. I think pretty much, and um, mm-hmm. that that might be the, the most profound and real thing as far as like being able to say that you were lying to yourself. Like that's a big step to say that, and not only say it to yourself, but then say it to you know like your family and and friends. That's uh, that's impressive mm-hmm. in and of itself. That's um. That's really interesting, and I'm I'm proud to hear you say that. Yeah, yeah. And, very um, impressive. You know, I think, and when I think about that whole thing, it's almost like you recognize that, you know, the 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 habitual nature of the use became just that more habitual than it was beneficial. They were, you know, the, and that's, yeah, exactly right. It's like there's a, you know, balance sheet on everything, and it's like if what it's doing as a benefit isn't more than what it's taking away, then, you know, it's a net negative. And, uh, and that's that to be able to figure that out. It's so cool. You know, that's awesome. Uh, good to hear that. Yeah. Buddy. Nice job. Yeah. Thank you. It definitely was, uh, it's going to be tough to kind of change my whole idea of who I am, honestly, because like cannabis was such a big part of my life, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Maybe we'll even start a podcast about it. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> there you go. That's a good idea. You know, and here's the thing. And it's like honest about like this. Go, Amelia. Go, go, go. I was just saying, and just being honest about the struggles of getting off something like that and like not being perfect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I people, I feel like, it. you know, I go, I always go back to society, but people always say, you know, you can't get addicted to pot. You can't get addicted, you know, and it's just like, Okay, but it doesn't mean that, like, when Matt was saying about, like, you had the glass of wine, then you wanted it again, like, same with me, same with, I feel like everybody, that's why I always say, oh, I can't just have one glass, because I want more, and people say, oh, you can't just have one, and I'm like, well, can you? Because most people really, most people don't go out for a drink, like, people say, want to go grab a drink, and it's two or three, right? Right. And so it's like, with you, Noah, saying that, like, it's so... It's such a habit, and you started to feel like you didn't even know the difference because you had this blurred, you know, blurred line, basically, of what was going on. And in your work, you also have to taste, and you have to, you know, be around it by it. So I feel like that you're, you know, 
you're really strong by being able to abstain, even with your little case because of your work. But it's really something to think about. Great decision, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's big. Big. Thank you you for sharing. I appreciate that. Um, Okay. Um, Let's, let's go, let's go on down South. Let's go down to the land of the grand old Opry. Let's go down to where they make moonshine. Let's go to Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, our friend Devin Harris is a Yankee down South. What's happening, Devin? Hello? Devin? Devin? Did he hang up on us? Oh, no. Oh, wait. She, oh. Well, you know, down south, they have, like, uh, tin cans with fishing line for for the phone lines. <laughs> so it could just be. Oh, hold on. Can I add her again? Uh, I can't. If you can, let's do it. Was she even on ever? Did she hear any of that? I haven't heard her speak once. No, I, and usually I hear her chuckle. Right, or say something. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, while Thank we're waiting. You. Oh. Hi. Oh, hey, Devin. Sorry about that. No problem. Uh, so we were just saying that you've, uh, you've moved down to Nashville, and, and um, we're wondering what it's like to be a Yankee down south. Uh, I'm pretty cool. People drive a little crazy here, so I'm getting used to that. But everybody is. Honestly, it's about a hundred times nicer than people on the East Coast. That is, a, that is not a lie. So wow. that that part's been really nice. We really are a bunch of assholes here, aren't we? You know, it's like when you think about it. It's like I mean, we just very very <laughs> hard once, edge. Once you get to know us, once you get to know us, we're great. But we don't exactly go out of our way to make people. I don't know. Yeah feel welcome but people definitely do here so that's that's been good but i miss it at home and i miss amelia and matt and all of you Mm. well do they they sell peanut butter down there in tennessee (laughs) well funny that you should ask i am just unpacking my groceries i went grocery shopping today and i did purchase peanut butter this is the first peanut butter that i've bought in over a month and but i am buying it I'm buying it for a very specific recipe that I'm cooking tonight. So I'm going to see if I can just have it in the cabinet and use it as needed, but not go overboard. So wish me luck. I like but that. I, <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what it's like to, to bring it back in moderation. But I think I can do it. I really don't feel like the craving at all, really, for it. I just like wanted this meal. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's awesome. So that's good. Um, and then... In other news, like I think I talked about it a little bit last time, I was just kind of hoping that when I moved, I would smoke less because it's not accessible here. And since I got here, I haven't smoked once. And I've actually had like, that wasn't even like intentional. I didn't even have to like try not to. I just haven't had a single craving for it. I don't know what it is. Maybe just Mm. like lots of exciting stuff going on, but. Yeah, so that's been really, really cool. That's wow. awesome. Wait, so have you been on the call? Have you been on the call at all so far, Devin? 
Yeah, I heard the whole thing. Oh, you I, did? I okay, like, good. Right before me. So that's mm-hmm. awesome, and that's so cool. Reset. Um, good for you. I mean, uh, the only downside is you have to – oh, never mind. I'm, I'm not going to say that out loud. Boy, I almost said something bad, what? Amelia. <laughs> um, what? No, no. I was going to say something about your neighbor, but I, I held back. Um, some of the lives close to you. I, I almost said something that I shouldn't have said. I didn't. That's called restraint. Yep. Um, so back to you, Devin. So let's talk. How did we do with the replacing? Because one thing that really interests me that I think I'd be terrible at, in the same way that I'd be terrible at getting rid of coffee, like I'd have a hard time getting rid of the screens in the morning. Like I have no problem admitting that. How did it go for you? I think as a whole, it went pretty well. I think like I probably cut back on screens about 50% of the time. It was definitely not like every morning, Mm -hmm. but probably 50% less. Um, But I mean, I've only been here a couple of days, so I don't know how long this is going to last, but like that's kind of another similar thing about moving. Like I just, I feel like when you move, all of your habits get kind of shaken up. And like this morning when I woke up, I just went and like took my book and sat on the couch and read and it felt really good. And I just think like, I know the month is over, but I feel like I'm kind of, I'm giving myself another chance to try all of these things without necessarily like the sober October pressure, but just Mm -hmm. the like, just like the move kind of shook everything up for me. And now I'm just kind of like resetting those like ideals for myself. So yeah, I mean, it was probably, it was definitely a challenge. I didn't do perfect, but yeah. Give it another swing. There you go. I love it. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Absolutely. And is it warm down there, Devin? It's warmer, but it's not warm. Okay. Like 60s? Yeah, like like nice. 50s. And there was like the first day I got here was like 65 and sunny. Super mm. nice. Oh, we nice. woke up this morning and it was 29 degrees here. Yeah, there was frost everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I saw my breath outside this morning for the third time. It's happening. Sounds terrible. You got out just in time. Yeah. You're never coming back. <laughs> just in time. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. Well, hey, um, next up is um, a dear, dear friend of mine. We were pen pals for a while. Um, and <laughs> then we we figured, hey, now well, let's make sure we're not getting catfished here. And, uh, and – and now we're best buds, and I want to introduce uh, my dear, my dear friend and partner, Aww. Nicole Lamoro. Oh hi! Oh hey there! Hi, chubby bum. <laughs> so, um, well, hi everyone. I'm really proud of everybody. This is pretty impressive, um, and people that know that we were all doing this, you know, even if they don't know all of you, but they know Ethan. You know, everybody in my kind of crew was like. Wow, good for you guys. Wow, that's impressive, you know. So it was fun to have that support group because it was, I said to Ethan, I feel like this October was longer than last October. I don't know why, but it did feel like a long month, but we did it. Um, So I was really happy about that. And I feel like things all happen for a reason, right? Um, And like Devin was saying, you know, resetting and when she was moving and um, just like kind of, everybody like just looking like into themselves and having some time to reflect. And, um, anyways, in this month I actually had, um, one of my closest friends diagnosed with cancer. And I really feel like it was a blessing that I wasn't drinking because I probably would have drowned my 
sorrows many times. Mm-hmm. And I think it ended up being a really good thing because I was clear headed the whole time. I was able to deal with my own emotions. And I feel like if I had had that cloud of, you know, even a couple glasses of wine at night or, you know, rocking down on a weekend, it always makes the next day worse. You're more emotional, you know? And so I was, I thought about that a lot actually. And it would have been so easy just to, you know, rip open a bottle of wine or have a Tito's soda splash a crayon. And I ultimately think it was a good thing that it wasn't available to me. And so I really thank all of you guys for being the support group because it really helped knowing that it wasn't just me, um, you know, doing it on my own. Um, so it was really, yeah. And I, I do keep thinking about that and I think that will kind of keep me thinking about it also and thinking about her and how, Mm. you know, give me a long road, but, um, but Ethan and I, I mean, it's really fun because we're together every weekend. And so, you know, just finding different things to do besides, you know, our habitual, you know, okay, well, when you get here, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have some drinks and whatever. So it was nice also to to do other things versus just what we're used to. So I'm not going to lie. I'm excited to get there tomorrow night and have drinks with you, though. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but Nothing wrong with um, that. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, everything else, it went really well and, um, kept up with the Peloton. Um, but yeah, but I'm glad it's November too. Yeah. Amen. Nicole, you know? Nicole, can I just say, can I say one thing real quick? Yes. I gotta, I gotta tell you that hearing about some of what you've gone through and the fact that even in those moments you didn't drink, I'm just insanely Really, no. Holy shit. And I, I think you're intellectually obviously very correct about your ability to present and process, but sometimes intellectual shit that gets thrown out the window in this moment. So it's the fact that you stuck with it. I hope you feel so proud of it. Yeah. Right now. Uh, you know, thank you. It was just, I, it, honestly, like, I, w- I was sleeping better because when you're not drinking, you're sleeping better, and I have to get up so early anyways, but I was like, if I had had drinks and then you wake up and then you can't fall back to sleep, my brain would have gone right to her. And then it would have made me, you know, sadder or madder or whatever the emotion was at the time. So I think overall it really did help keep things in check. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so first of all, not only is it, it was impressive to see you handle everything with stride. Not, I mean, forget sober October that, that became a breeze, um, you know, compared to the other situation. And just in a general sense, like forget what we're talking about. Everybody used the term like, oh, you know, this person's a good friend or that person's a good friend or I want to be a good friend uh, or you're not being a good friend, right? Mm-hmm. So that idea of a good friend is out there, um, the concept. Mm-hmm. And I'm just here to tell you that Nicole Lamro is the epitome of a good friend. When Jean Marie oh, yeah. got sick... You know, it was like instantly she went into the mode of making sure that, you know, everything was taken care of and that people weren't overreacting and people weren't making her feel uncomfortable and making sure that she was protected from a lot of people finding out and what can we do and we're going to, you know, we're going to make her food and just the, and, and, and here's the thing, 
I've seen her do that not just with Jean Marie, but I've seen her do it on a somewhat regular basis because she's always looking for opportunities to make people's situation easier and better. And the people that are around her are really lucky and I'm really lucky mm-hmm. too. So I just want to say you are an awesome Aww. friend. You really are. Oh, baby. It's so true though. My Thanks. mind goes to the Lewiston house in the three days we spent up at that yard. <laughs> for real. I mean, what the fuck? Oh Honestly, most people are like, you're fucking out of your mind. If you think you're just, I'm going to send three days with, those two people in that fucking house. No way. Well, especially in that moment because it's so high pressure and everybody's exhausted and there's so much emotion and you just fucking did it. Yeah. Nicole, so you're awesome. Yeah, well done. Oh, well, you know what? I love all you people. And you motivate me to be, you know, a good person. So. Well, there you go. We're all lucky. Nice mm-hmm. job, true. baby. Thanks, honey. You're welcome. Um... Is there, is, there right, anybody, is there anybody else out there that's not me? Ethan Jewell. Uh, okay. So, first of all, from the perspective of transformational shift, my Sober October was nowhere near anybody else's that, you know, we just heard. You know, it's like we heard two people that were heavy marijuana users saying, I'm out. We've got somebody else who was going to start drinking and pulled back. We've got somebody else who's in, like, the best shape they've been in since high school And they're still not drinking, you know, coffee, you know, and and has like a repulsion towards alcohol. It's like, so what I'm going to say is going to be fucking massively pedestrian. So just to set the expectations, I'm just the average Joe when it comes to Sober October. So no, no, seriously. No, no. You're out of control. I'm telling you right now. So it's blocking and tackling. It's X's and O's. I, I, I operate better with a schedule. I always have. If I have something specific that I need to do or that I've got set out and it's all planned, then things just operate better when I don't have that schedule or framework or guardrails or any analogy you want to use to try to describe it. If I don't have that structure in place, it becomes a lot more challenging um, in a lot of different ways. So I actually like the framework of Sober October because it was just like, oh, I can't have cheese because it's Sober October. Oh, I can't drink because, of you know, it's like I've got to go to the gym. It just, so it kind of made, it was like, made it easier because it just wasn't automatic. You have to do it. Um, And it worked really well. You know, it's like, I didn't have any booze. I didn't have any cheese. I did all the workouts. I did everything I was supposed to do. Um, You know, and and here it is. Uh, I sent you guys a video. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it yet, Amelia. Have you seen it? No, I haven't yet. Do you have your phone right there? Uh, I watched it. I know, but I can watch it right now. Well, I mean, if you want to, it's, you know, it's just. Basically. Now, have you watched it? Yeah, I did. I did watch it. Seven. Oh, oh God. God! It's a bottle of red wine. Can you hear? Oh, the, just wait. You, can you hear it or no? Because if you can't hear it, it doesn't make sense to watch. Maybe she can guess the song. I doubt it. <laughs> okay, this is a great video, guys. Isn't it awesome? I love this video. <laughs> make sure, you t- so make sure it's turned up and just watch the whole thing this is awesome I wish there was a way people could watch it and listen to the podcast at the same time oh, but- meaning like when you post it oh you mean like a video is way better than dead air silence I <laughs> I would totally I agree with that you have. that's a really nice wine that's a nice glass. Wine glass. I like that too. Ooh. Still the one. Nice little stir. 
So, and, and, and by the way, I'm not a Bob Seger fan at all. Like, I never liked him growing up. I thought he was, like, hokey and corny and terrible. I, I never liked Bob Seger. And I still kind of don't. But for some reason, that song was stuck in my head all day today. And then I, it wouldn't leave. And then I was just looking at the bottle of wine. I'm like, oh, that wine's still the same. So, I, I've had one Aww. glass. I love that video. I've had one glass of wine. And uh, it was very tasty. It took me a long time to drink it. Um, and I don't necessarily want another one. I could definitely have another one, but it, honestly now it's less about the alcohol and more about when I look at a glass of wine, I see, you know, 45 carbs and like, you know, 55 sugars. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's what I see. Um, I, so it's different. So I'm, I'm not interested, but not for probably not for the right reason, you know, cause if I could get, if I could, if I could have a buzz, like having a glass of wine, uh, but without the sugars, I'd, I'd have to be honest right now. I'd probably drink it more readily because, but so nonetheless, right. there's, there's still a mechanism in place that makes me say that there's, there's a, a limit that, um, I want to put on that. Um, but again, I just, I like the structure of it. I really, honestly, my, the favorite part for me was just being able to talk to you guys every week, you know, grab 20, 30 minutes mm-hmm. and just even just do a catch up and, and see what's going on. You know, it's like, I've known, again, I've known a lot of you for a long time, you know, and, and then there's Matt. Um, <laughs> no, I, I love Matt. I love Matt and Matt knows I love him. I think that my daughter is so lucky to be with somebody like you, honestly. And um, you got, it's true. And you guys make a great, great couple. I mean, honestly, I don't think there's anything that I could put in front of you guys that you couldn't take care of. And that whole time when you were moving around, you had like nine houses in four days or whatever it was like you were all (laughs) over the place and did it with a big smile on your face. You never got stressed out. You never, I mean, at least I never saw you guys fight. You made, might have fight, you know, fought in silence, but you know, I, I, you guys look like you were taking it pretty well and it was pretty crazy. And, um, you know, so just hats off to you for that. And just in general, it's nice to be around people that I like a lot. And I really, I like all of you guys an awful lot. So uh, thank you for doing this. We were talking the other day about how you let us live at your house with our cat. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, I'm telling you right now, there's two people on this planet that I would let come in here with a cat. One's named Amelia and one is named Noah. And that's the end of the list. (laughs) That is the end of the list. Somehow Matt got in there. (laughs) <laughs> oh well you come along but no no you you get a bonus package because you're with her it's an automatic it's called an extension it's like when somebody wants to give somebody a green card when they're married it's okay you're you're on you're with her. there you go That's no but crazy. i mean that and i just thank you guys thank all of you thank you thank you hey everybody uh, the, yes everybody uh the whole crowd is going crazy and um oh oh my god i almost forgot can i tell a quick story Oh, my God. I completely forgot I wanted to tell this story. Dios mio. That would have been a terrible end. I would have been so heartbroken. Okay. So I want to take you back. No, I'm being totally serious. I want to take you guys back in time. We're going to go back in a time machine. And we're going to go all the way back to 2015. 2015 was uh, kind of a shitty year. For me, anyway. and um, But one thing that was cool about 2015 
is that um, I was able to take my daughter and her best friend to a trade show um, for the cannabis and hemp and smoke shop industry in Denver, Colorado, called the Champ Show. And it yep. was it was really kind of cool. You know, we were I, I had pretty much taken the name Lost Harvest and brought it back from the dead because the people that I sold it to 20-something years ago just let it elapse. So I picked it up, figured why not, you know, see what happens. So we get out to the trade show, and both Devin and Amelia are 20. And I really wanted to, like, you know, they were taking time out of their schedule to come and help be at the booth and hand out stuff and do social media or whatever. So I wanted to take them out for a nice dinner. I really, you know, I wanted to get a nice place. I wanted to, like, get a bottle of wine and just celebrate and just talk about what we are going to do and just how cool it was. But neither one of them are 21. But I'm thinking to myself, this is fucking Denver. They're, like, handing out joints left and right here. It's like you can pretty much drink anywhere. It's not going to be a problem. They're not even going to think about it, especially how old I, I look. You know, I look old now, but I look really old then. That makes sense. And I had, like, this terrible gray beard and... You know, so I thought for sure it would have been like with the champ show in town. They were like, oh, these are just people that are doing their trade show. They wouldn't even thought twice. Anyway, we get to the point where we are going to order a bottle of wine. We order a bottle of wine, and the woman's like, okay, I'm just going to have to see IDs. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like uh, they don't have their IDs. They didn't, they left them back at the hotel, but they're working for me. They're both over 21. You know, I've known my health. This is my daughter. This is her friend. And she was like, not quite buying it at first. And, it took some convincing by both Amelia and Devin to directly to the waitress. To, we basically bullied her into just bringing the bottle of wine yeah. out. It was almost just like we kept saying, come on, come on, come on, come on. She finally like, okay, okay, I think we can do it. And she just didn't want to say no again. Um, so anyway, the point of that story is it was really fun to go to a trade show with you and Devin and Amelia and I loved seeing both of you guys scam your way into a bottle of wine, even though you weren't 21. <laughs> we definitely scammed our way in. We did. We did. Oh, my God. I couldn't have done it without your help. Yeah, no, definitely not. I changed my birthday on Facebook for that to show her. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you really? While I was talking, yeah, I was changing it on my uh, my phone, and I showed it to her. I was like, see, this is my birthday. I just turned 21. Okay, I didn't. I either didn't know that or I'd forgotten it. But that is like Jason Bourne type shit. I like that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that is a fact. And then when De- we got the bottle of wine, Devin drank the taster. <laughs> she did what? Wait, what did she do? I didn't know what a taster was. Yeah, she oh. didn't know what it was, so she just drank it all. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And that's when they knew yeah. we were not twenty-one. Yeah. That was a dead, as they say, it was a dead giveaway. That was a good one. Dad. Dead giveaway. All right. Well, I'm so glad I remembered to tell that story. I've been thinking about it all week. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to tell that story because I haven't really had an opportunity to talk uh-huh. about it. So there it is. There's my stupid story about getting two underage people drinks when they shouldn't have had them. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I I love everybody. I hope you guys have an outstanding evening. Thank you so much. And maybe if uh, if you guys like, we could do it again next year. We'd love to. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Love to. Thank you Excellent. for doing this. Love you guys. You. Love all right. You. Love, love you all. See you guys. Love you. Bye.